Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money, the business of Tile. I am Luke Miller, your host, and today I'm sitting back down with Paul Lucia. Paul, how are you today? Doing well today, and yourself? I'm, I'm great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out to share some knowledge. If, My pleasure. If anybody is listening to Paul for the first time, Paul's a returning guest. Uh, the episode just prior to this one, Paul kind of talked, we, we kind of dove into his business. So I really encourage everyone, um, if you haven't listened to the first one, go back and listen to the first episode. And then as well, if you're on audio, if you listen to this podcast, you might want to check this, especially this one out on YouTube, because we're going to be sharing some photos as well as um, a spreadsheet on YouTube. So uh, an estimate spreadsheet. So we're going to be walking through that. That's kind of the main goal of this um, episode is all about estimating. So, so Paul, I think without further ado, I'll let you talk, take it away here. I know in the, before I hit record here, we were talking about how important it is to know your numbers. Can you kind of um, start us off there? That's true. Um, when we originally came up with this idea, my first thought was, well, you need to be prepared before you go into your estimate. Uh, be ready with some stuff, some items, as well as some knowledge. Mm -hmm. And of course, starting with that is know your numbers. You have to know how long it takes you to do each step of the way. And you acquire that information by auditing your jobs as you go along. So you, that everybody should do. So you can track your own work, find out you know, how long it really takes you to put in a mud pan. Everybody likes to think they do one in 20 minutes and I allow for half a day <laughs> because I learned it doesn't take me 20 minutes. Right. So knowing your numbers is important. Um, and then once you get in the habit of tracking yourself every day, it really can sharpen your bids. Um, so if you start doing estimating work on commercial properties and things like that or, or larger jobs, you get more people, you'll really know then who in your company is better at some things than others because you're tracking their time. Um, also on the spreadsheet we're going to see is um, there's a page that allows for cost of materials in case you don't remember everything in your head. You don't have to. Um, I use Excel because I'm an Excel uh, geek and, uh, but there's other estimating formats out there. This is how I do mine and um, that, why it works for me. Right. This is, uh, the one I have is an actual job we did last year in 2018. Uh, so these are the real numbers. This is what really happened every day. Uh, and uh, so it's a real life example. And this is a good, um, a, a good illustration of what's common in your numbers, correct? Yeah, this is how I do all of my estimates. It's the same procedure. Um, we just gave a two bathroom estimate yesterday, uh, came in right around 79,000. Okay. Uh, it took us maybe 45 minutes to do the whole estimate. Um, wow. yeah, it's it, once, and that most of that time was talking to the lady of the house and finding out what she wants and, uh, you know, what she doesn't like about a current bathroom and different options. She had thought about it a lot. She had plans drawn out. Uh, and then we changed some things, gave her some more ideas, what's possible in our older historic homes Okay. Uh, due to the framing that's there. Uh, and then some standard measurements that she didn't know, like how deep a standard closet is and things like that. So we could get her more room in the bathroom, for example. So once all the talking was done, but the actual estimate itself, cranking out a number took, maybe 15 minutes. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And this is because you've spent the time beforehand um, putting these into Excel spreadsheet format. So you know how much things cost. Is this correct? Well, the spreadsheet has um, columns and roses we're familiar with. And I do my, uh, as we'll see, the activities in the far left side but there's formulas built into the spreadsheet that mm -hmm. as I enter number for number of days it'll take me or fractions of a day, the computer automatically figures out the labor cost for that and, and keeps transferring that information over to different columns and different form formulas 
to get different answers we need for other things. Auditing, for example, um, and um, you know, if they change their mind, we can easily change, uh, make a change on the spreadsheet. So the spreadsheet is not blank. It has, it's loaded with some formulas. Sure. Okay. Uh, which are to, particular to me and how I like to do them. So if you use a automatic, uh, a store-bought version, they're just going to do the same thing for you. Right. I just made my own. Right. How long have you been tracking your numbers? How many years approximately? Well, computers came out. <laughs> when? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah so i wanted to express this to the listener this is not a one-time thing paul's continuing to do this even after years and years of experience he's not going on his gut right correct well uh, the second page of the spreadsheet is the activity log as i call it it's what we did every day so yeah. i know how long did it take me and i can just flip back to the first page and compare what i had thought it would take me to how long it actually did take me. Yeah. So I can know on this job, did I tile the shower as fast as I thought I did? Yeah. Uh, or would, uh, things like that. And that way I can know where I did and didn't make money on this job by activity. So it really, um, you can flesh out, I'm not bidding enough for drywall work. I'm, I'm underbidding the amount of materials it takes for rough plumbing or pick anything. You know, it's just by having a daily record, it also attracts my employees, how much I paid them, subcontractors, things like that. So yeah. it, it's all done by the job and every customer gets their own spreadsheet yeah. that way. And it's in, and I have a file and I put their pictures in along the way. So it just, everything's stored that way. I can always go back and check. Okay, that, that uh, explains that pretty good. Uh, I, I want to just ask you a personal question here. or Well, it's not personal, it's business. Uh, do you, uh, if somebody says, hey, I want a three by six beveled subway, do you go back in a folder and say, well, how long did the last three by six beveled subway shower take me? Uh, I don't. I usually pretty good at remembering all that stuff. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I can think back to that job and, and just remember on my own. Uh, fortunately, I have that capacity to just remember that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, it would then make sense if, if people don't have that skill, just keep the folder of that in your laptop or your computer that you take with you. Right. So that you can just refer to that because the laptop has other uses also for pictures and yeah. You know, show the customer and stuff. So the laptop I take, um, to it has that ability. I can go back and research other projects. I can show them what I did on other projects as well. So when you when you come to the estimate for the first time inside the home, what kind of materials? I know we mentioned last time you're you're at, you're in the home sometimes a couple hours talking with the potential customer. Correct. That would be the long on the long street. side. Yeah. Uh, we like to get in and out. I don't want to bore people. You know, I'm not there to become their best friend. Um, but I want to make, I, like we talked about in the previous, is I want them to get to that comfort level that if they're going to put in two bathrooms for 79000 mm-hmm. they're going to feel comfortable doing it and knowing that I'm the right guy. So, you know, we joke, we have fun, we talk. Um, you know, the kids are running around or whatever, the dog. But you know, an appropriate amount of time. One of the things I learned is um, once you've made the sale, shut up, <laughs> stop selling. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't help. You can only go down. Yeah. So uh, when it's an appropriate time to leave, we leave. Okay. And, and you mentioned you bring certain things with you. Can, do you, are you prepared to share some of those? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it makes sense to bring a tape measure. Um, it's embarrassing when you don't show up with one. <laughs> You can try to pull that old, oh, I can measure with my eye. Now, it's nice and comforting for a lot of people, something simple like a tape measure. We all have one on our hip all day long. I agree. That's an easy one. Um, I like to bring my laptop like I talked about, but I bring it in a little bag so it doesn't get damaged in the truck like everything else behind the seat. Um, and in there, that little uh, satchel is also my TCNA manual. Um, some... People want to see it, but it's always there for a reference. I think if it's a, uh, a hard sell and they're not appreciating the value of what we do, I can always bring out my manual, show them that it exists, and then, you know, this is our Bible. 
make sure that no matter who you have come do this job, they're following at least what's in these pages. Yeah. Um, and that also is a great sales tool. We never actually even open it most of the time, but that it's there. Yeah. Um, and if, and if they're real engineer geeks or whatever, I have my ANSI manual with me as well. So that's something they're used to saying, you know, he's one of us, he gets it kind of thing. Right. Um, I usually have a four foot level with me. That helps. Uh, even though we're all really good at walking across the floor and knowing how crooked the floor is, it's just comforting. Yeah. Um, usually, depending, because I've asked them some questions before I talk to them, if it's a flooring job, I have a 10-foot straight edge in the back of the truck. Uh, I don't bring it to the front door with me because it's physically hard to get in, but at some point, we're going to check for flatness. And I want to know, helps me bid, but also it tells the customer, hey, this guy's really doing his homework. His bid's going to be accurate. Plus, I throw in something like, so the other people you had come out, look at your floor. How many of them did they check? Did they, you know, like, what did yeah. they come up with so I can compare myself? And, you know, they didn't. Yeah. So a 10-foot straight edge can come in handy. Um, I usually bring in a section of uh, foam waterproofing. We use the uh, Laticry Hodgepan boards, our favorite product, for a couple of good reasons. Okay. So a small piece of them to show them this is what we're doing. This is an American product. Uh, that sells real well down here. Uh, right. This is Texas. Um, and it gives them something to hold on to with their hands. Um, people appreciate stuff like that. Yeah. But when, the, uh, for glass tile installations, I bring uh, glass tile samples with me. And here's three of them. The first one I do is I show them this circle. And I hand it to them. And um, tell them it used to be a square. Okay. And they look at it and they start turning it around. And while they're amazed with that, I hand them this one. And I tell them it used to be a rectangle. And they start flipping it around looking for the cut edge. And when they can't, you know, I tell them, look, you know, we can polish it back to factory shine. Before they're finished amazement with that one, I hand them this one which has a bullnosed edge on it. Of course, I dropped it and chipped it, um, but they can find out rather rapidly that we're really good with glass tiles. Yeah. Again, no matter who you hire, have them cut one of your tiles and show them the cuts. Yeah. Because if they can't cut it like this, you don't want to hire them. So these are great sales aids. Um, and they don't take up a whole lot of room. But sometimes I stick them in my pocket of my flannel jacket <laughs> and um, pull them out when the time is right to show them our skill level. Okay. So that's all ready. We've got our spreadsheet figured out. Uh, it's blank but ready to go. The daily rates worked into there. Um, you know, we have our manual. We got our level. Tape measure we're ready to knock on the doorbell. Um, we also research our client, like we talked about before, you know, how long have they lived there? What did they purchase the house for? We do some homework. So we have as much information on the customer. Uh, of course they called us. We've talked to them on the phone. What do they want? So we've done our homework before we get there. Okay. Um, the next thing is be on time. You don't want to be late for your first meeting. It sounds stupid, but call, just call them, say, Hey, uh, you know, I got stuck in a school zone and you know, I'm mm -hmm. sitting here around the corner waiting. Yeah. Uh, something simple like that. Um, <clears throat> before you get, you know, when you get out of your truck, look around, how easy is access to the property? How is parking? Um, is this a one story house? How is there a gate you got to go through all this stuff that's going to affect your bid because mm -hmm. that's going to affect the time it takes to complete each task. So that's the kind of information you need to know before you ring the doorbell. <clears throat> um, so once you've run the doorbell, offer always to take your shoes off. If they don't want you to, that's fine. It's still a nice courtesy. Uh, I wear shoes to estimates that I can take off and put on easily. Yeah. Uh, of course, matching socks with no holes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then once you're inside, you start looking around. Um, 
is everything neat and put away or is it look lived in? You know, you're trying to assess the people you're dealing with. Is everything neat and symmetrical? You know, the artwork on the walls, the magazines on the tables, is, is everything symmetrical? Well, then you're going to know that niche needs to be in the middle of that back wall. This isn't hard to figure out. So just look around. Um, do they have store-bought art or original art? You know, like try to find out if you can make edgier suggestions when it comes to design or, or are they going to want standard neighborhood, you know, like yeah. how the box are they thinking? Um, then I talk to them. How long have they lived in their home? How long do they plan on staying there? Uh, what do they like about the neighborhood? Um, things like that to get a little bit more background. And then I ask them, the big important question is, why do they want the work done? And usually the very first thing people will say is the thing that bugs them the most, the thing that's the most important to them. So when you ask that question, shut up and listen. They'll go on about everything they hate about their bathroom. So you're the guy to fix it all. So you really want to know what buttons you need to hit for them because they just told you. Yeah. So pay attention. Um, also, when you're estimates, when you're there, don't lie about methods, materials, nothing. Uh, with the internet, people can find all sorts of things out. I always preach. I don't mind saying I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I know who knows. Um, yeah. And I, I get back to you on that. That's, that's, that's not a big deal. Yeah, that's almost a score, like a plus one in their mind, because now they know you're honest. Yeah. And, and they'll, you know, like say like, well, how are you going to waterproof? Excuse me. And then, well, we have options. There's lots of different materials out there. That, and I go quickly through surface supplied materials mm -hmm. and why we surface supplied water membranes. Um, and then why for this job, we're going to use this brand and how we're going to put it in because it suits this purpose. This this end goal we're trying to achieve better right. than a vinyl liner in the center drain. Right. So that it's a nice way to tell them that you're fluent in your uh, industry without talking down to them. Uh, okay. We're just, it's an easy way to do it and it's friendly and um, shares the communication. It's educating the customer. Yeah. Um, any other things before <laughs> we go to the meat of it? You know what? That, that covers, um, that covers a lot. I think, you know, I've, I'm personally learning, um, so I know others are too. I'm excited. You know, the visual aids, I mean, that's, that's like uh, gold. That's like money in the bank right there. That's a great tip. You know, people like to hold that in their hand. I really yeah. like that. So this, this tile here, the same tile with the broken edge, um, when glass tiles came out and were all the rage, what, 10 years ago? Right. Um, there were no instructions on setting. There were no glass tile thin sets. I mean, there was, it was the Wild West. Yeah. And I had a, I, my bulldog machine was pretty new to me. So I'm like, well, why don't I just try a glass tile on it? So um, I ran it through and figured out, man, this looks really nice. Yeah. So I took it over to Walker Zanger and um, I showed it to my, my sales lady because the problem with glass tile is what happens when you get to one outside edge? What do you do? So uh, they thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread because now they could sell more glass tiles. They didn't have that problem anymore. Yeah. So they were thrilled to see this. And of course that scored a lot of brownie points with me at the Walker Zanger showroom here in Houston. Um, those, those look like uh, painted, painted black glass. Yeah. It, this is uh, the Walker Zanger Roku series. Okay. Uh, so it cuts like a dream. This stuff is wonderful to work with. This uh, was just a four and a quarter inch square. It doesn't show up well, but it's glass there. There uh -huh. you go. Yep. Um, that I just traced something in the garage and turned it into a circle. Okay. Because we could. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that gets them to know this is the standard we're working with. Yeah. And it's a clear, easy representation of that. Yeah, very nice. Good. We've all repaired glass jobs, so we know. Yeah. You start out with this level of craftsmanship without the big chip in it, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that this is what we're delivering to your home. Right, right. 
Excellent, excellent. So now, um, so that kind of brings us up to the actual estimate in this job, correct? Yes. So now so, we've discussed with the customer what they want. Um, you know, we've just you know if they've picked out materials yet and and timeline and you know stuff like that. We've gotten them ready. So now we're going to sit down and actually crank out a number. Uh huh. And I do this in front of them. I mean, I don't show them my computer screen, but because um, I ask them questions along the way, uh, okay. what the finishes are, um, you know, and I, cause I'm making notes as I'll go and, and I'll explain that as we move along. That's interesting. So, uh, like I, I couldn't do that the way I'm set up right now. Um, but you're, you're efficient and I, and I, you know, I, I know we already touched on this with your Excel spreadsheet. The, the formulas are already in there and this has created an efficiency in your business so that you can sit there on your computer in front of them and with minutes have a, have a really good number for them to look at. And they really appreciate that, you know, uh, because if the number is higher or lower, then we'll have a discussion about, wow, it's more than I thought. What can we do to make it lower? Yeah. You know, so that they have an understanding also of all the steps involved. It's not just some, this mysterious number that comes through an email. Right. They learn. We're going to demo, we're going to frame, we're going to do each step of the way and the materials involved and, and our choices involved. So that's where we, how we get to where we are. Yeah. So they also see how thorough an estimate is and understand the process. And, and I just love educated customers. They are, because the next guy they'll bring in, you know, if he's there with a, you know, working it out on a Burger King napkin with a pencil, <laughs> who are you going to hire? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, the next guy's probably going to do what 99% of us do. And that's like you said, go home and email them. And that's not as personal. And what this is doing friends is Paul, I, I haven't asked them this question. I'm going to ask him now. Paul's probably landing a pretty high percentage of jobs right then and there. Um, is that correct? Yeah, they'll go. If it's, if the money is acceptable, you know, that part of the deal, then they'll usually just talk about scheduling right away. And, and that's so important. Time, time is our enemy at, in a sales business. Any, it doesn't matter what you're selling. You know, that's why when you go to buy a car, they want you to buy it that day. If you don't buy it that day, you're probably not going to buy that car. Right. Now we do get people who come back months later. Um, a, a good example. Uh, we were, in fact, we were just published. Oh, they're right here. I'll brag in this magazine. Oh, this old uh, house? Well, it's old house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fool everybody, apparently. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> the December issue. Uh, it was a 1910 um, Craftsman monstrosity, three stories. It was huge. And they, I gave them an estimate, and it was high. And uh, higher than they planned on, let's put it that way. <clears throat> sure. They dumped a couple million in the, by the time things were done. Um, but six months later, I got a call back you know, say, Hey, can you go over this again with us? We didn't find anybody we were happy with, was as knowledgeable as you. And then, um, that's the, the husband who's, you know, I started talking to him about setting or, or waterproofing with a Selene adhesive. And he just said, hire the guy, you know, because he knew I knew what I was talking about, but yeah. you know, it took them a while to weed through everybody else. Um, before they decided to hire me or conversely one job. I was the 22nd person this woman called. Whoa. Because she, she, her, it wasn't going well. She thought something was wrong. She started taking pictures, posted it on John bridge. We taught her what to look for and how to properly waterproof and why you don't dot set and a bunch of other crimes. This guy was committing. Wow. So she, she got educated enough where she could interview a tile guy on the phone. They don't have to come to her house. And so what she asked me, the first question was, so how do you pr prefer to waterproof a steam shower? And so I told her. Yeah. And come on over, give me a price. And now next month we're doing four more bathrooms for her. Wow. Or later, this, later this month. So Okay. And then we work for her sister and her neighbors and everybody. Excellent. So. So these sales tactics that Paul is talking about really work, friends. This is exciting stuff that you're sharing with us. Once again, thank you. So let's get into the meat of this bathroom that we're going to be discussing. This is a 7 by 25 foot bathroom. 
um, what'd you say? Eight foot ceilings, nine foot ceilings, nine foot ceilings. Um, so let's, do you have a picture there? Can you share the screen of the before? This is the before photo friends. Uh, people be patient with me. I'm not very computer savvy here. <laughs> no problem. There so the, we go. the bathrooms in Texas are a little bigger than the bathrooms in California that I'm used to. <laughs> uh, so can you see my pointer thingy? Here? I, yes. Okay. So uh, curbed shower, uh, the big coffin tub. This is area here is a um, inset for towels. And then this is the toilet room over here. Okay. My, my back is to the entry door. Okay. Second floor of a 15-year-old house. Okay. Um, commonly here, they use trusses between the first and second floor, so we know what's in between them already. Okay. Good. And then... And it's a slate. It's a, it looks like a 12 by 12 slate, or is it 13 or something? Yeah, builder's special. The, the, the shower was leaking. There is a, was a bench in this corner. Um, I mean, the, look at the tile on the back wall. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it was spalling apart. There were stains in the floor. Yeah. It, it was just, and you could smell the mold. Wow. Wow. So a typical job, a remodel, yeah. typical remodel. <laughs> exactly. Typical remodel. And then this picture is the finished product. Um, the customer picked out all the materials. I knew I'm not seeing that photo. Can we? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, uh, I don't know where to go. Okay, so oh, I think maybe minimize. I need okay. to go here. Then I need to go here. Then I go there. Now you can see it. Perfect. That's it. Well, <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, so that's the finished product. We got rid of the curb. We got rid of the big um, tub deck mm -hmm. and um, swapped out the cabinet and countertop. So, okay, perfect. Great. That's a straightforward curbless shower, tiled walls, two uh, shower yeah. heads, right? There's niches in each side wall that they wanted. So we had to do a little bit of framing and, uh, reroute the plumbing, but she got new fixtures anyway. So, okay. Uh, and with trusses on the second, you know, between the floors, rerouting the pipes for the tub was easy. There's plenty of room. Sure. Okay, great. And then, a, and then like an 8 by 48 plank or something like that, friends, for those of you not viewing this. And the wall tile, I believe you said, was a oversized um, porcelain. Yeah, 13 by 39. It okay. actually has a wavy pattern to it. Okay. The texture is like 3D. Okay. As well as the veining that you see. And Paul was t letting me know that the veining um, was designed by basically the homeowner on this one. She got pretty excited about matching them up and had it all printed out for Paul to put them in piece by piece, like a puzzle, right? Numbered yeah, puzzle. we knew exactly. And the tiles were numbered. So we knew exactly where each tile went. Okay. So that was a godsend for her to do that for us. Cause normally we would have to spend half a day doing that. And then uh, get approval. And then get approval. Right. Yeah. So her doing that for us saves us a boatload of time. Perfect. And made her happy. She loved it. I mean, she thinks this is great, which is exactly what we're going for. It's not necessarily my taste, but it's not my bathroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, now we have a visual aid on what, what you started with and what you created. Now let's get into the, um, the estimate part of this. Okay. Uh, and I'm really excited about this. This is where, um, you know, some of us are going to be having some, maybe some, my, minor heart attacks here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the estimate for the job you just looked at. It okay. is what really happened on a real job. So let me click this. Mm -hmm. So that's the estimate. Okay. So come, there we go. So this is the estimate page. Normally this is blank when I start. Um, certainly we enter the customer's name, address. Um, their phone number and an email so that we, we always have that information and I don't lose it. Okay. Um, it's, that's just something I do for me. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this column just sums up all the materials, any subcontractors. It, we count the number of days for a couple of reasons. 
Uh, we get a labor total and then labor money, uh, labor and materials. Now, this column is here because we don't always charge them the same number. Uh, if I feel that I can charge them more because it's something they really want, then we added, you know, we change that number. Okay. And then this is column is so I can, uh, once we've done a specific process like demo, we've earned that money, it goes in that square. Okay. And then this number is here as a double check my math against the activity log to make sure that my numbers match up. So this I've put in here as a way to check my own math. Okay. I do my estimates in chronological order, usually starting with demolition first and then running the way down. On this job, she changed her mind and she did not want to save the tub anymore. So the changes uh, that she, um, we took away in our subsequent meetings are in this light green print here off to the side. Sorry for the colorblind guys out there, but. Okay. <laughs> um, Line 10, 14, 15, 16, so. Um, so let's look at demolition. Okay. I had planned $120 worth of plastic and tape and uh, Swiffer pads and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, my demolition subcontractor, I estimated he'll charge me $1,200 because this was a second floor and knowing what a dust freak she was, that we would have to spend some time extra cleaning and filters and, you know, putting the time to keep in the house neat. Um, the husband was real big on not scratching the uh, hardwoods. So we, we were planning on making an effort on that. Okay. And then we allowed for an entire day of demo. Um, it's the day we get there. Uh, like I said, this was a second floor and granted their subs were doing the work, but we were there. Okay. So, uh, we go in, we, we excise, we cut around the shower with a multi-tool so we don't damage the rest of the drywall. Uh, we disconnect the plumbing, we shut off the water, uh, anything that makes it easier for the demo guys to come in like a pack of Buffalo and, and do their job. Okay. <laughs> So once demo is completed, now we'll slow down. So you have the demo, the sub um, charge of twelve hundred for right. one day, and then under item or line number E, excuse me, um, your price fifteen hundred. Just right. Want to make that clear? Right now, if you notice up here in the in this bar, that's the formula. Yeah. So okay. Fifteen hundred is our daily rate for this job, and so all this formula does it takes the d9 and multiplies it by 1500 mm -hmm. to get um the number in e9 okay. and then the f column is a sum of those numbers sure the materials the subs and our labor are all added into f okay so i know exactly how much i've estimated for demo on that first day okay Great. Now my expenses aren't on here. This is just what the estimate is. The expenses and what I actually spent are on the next page. Okay. Um, so this number I put in once I've earned it. So um, I only bill for things when I'm done. So after the first day, we earned our 2820 okay. and, and gross sales. Sure. Um, so we continued down, you know, like, um, she wanted the two larger niches moved underneath the shower heads. So there was some back mitering involved. So I planned a whole day on that. Um, so that's her price for those two niches. Um, she wanted to get new shot. And then I also put notes in here that she wanted frameless glass, new shower heads, new valves. So I also take notes along the way so okay. that we don't have an argument later. Well, I thought we were going to have niches and not corner shelves. There's, it's written down and yeah. I don't forget also because you know, you do so many of these, you get them all mixed up. Yeah. Um, anything that is a, um, an allowance or that they're going to purchase or that we don't provide, we highlight in yellow. I do this so I can find it easier. And when I'm come back at the end of the day and going to send them an email with this quote, just to confirm as a backup, then I can pick out the uh, allowance is pretty simple. Okay. Um, so on this frameless glass, 
we allotted $2,500. It should have been around $2,200, but they upgraded to thicker glass and it wound up being $2,900. Okay. But she, but she knew this was an allowance. So, you know, charging her the extra $400 was not a problem. Okay. Um, so you can see we just progress along. Uh, waterproofing the walls here, for example. Um, there was going to be for the walls five sheets of four by eight hydroban plus um, Sikaflex and uh, grout seals and um, you know the valve uh, showerhead pipe seals. So and I just know from experience that this is what it's going to cost. That yeah. the, the pipe seals are all the same. Uh, how many if we need corner banding and all that stuff this from doing my homework so much. I know that this is a number for this job. There's a base number of about 150 in accessory items, Sikaflex and banding and pipe seals. And then the other 500 is the boards. Okay. How about screws? Is that in the base number there? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's where the doing your homework part comes in handy. Yeah. So I allowed a day for that. That would be our labor and that would be the sum. Okay. waterproofing the walls so then of course we had to mud the floor I use free bag stuff because I'm lazy and I allow half a day yeah and so that's the what it costs to mud the floor um, filing the shower floor I actually underbid this because it turned out she wanted pebbles and it <laughs> took longer than a day it was I was about nine hours. Okay. I did it all in one day to tile this pebble floor because I would peel them all off. The glue was fighting me. I had to trim some of the mesh. Um, so I know I underbid this one, uh, okay. but I learned check the pebbles <laughs> and you'll learn <laughs> that by, you learn that by auditing. So this was the price to just shout to tile the shower floor. Okay. So that's we just friends, uh, friends for that are listening. His total price to shut to tile the shower floor with pebbles individually pulled was fifteen thirty-five. To waterproof the shower um, with materials was twenty-one fifty. I'm not going to do this for every price. Um, we'll wait till the till the end now. But I think those two numbers are are kind of getting us a picture of where we're headed here. If you're just listening to this, okay. Um. So we knew the plywood floor would be in good shape because we did two adjoining houses already. So uh, we could just put Ditra down. We allowed half a day for that. Um, mm -hmm. Then we had, we had, you know, you got to fill your Ditra. So you got to account for that thin set that you're just filling with the waffles. Okay. Um, so, you know, then she started giving me specific, um, tile order you know the tile she wanted um so we allowed that in um then he so this was the final price after she uh picked it all out so i had to go to Enzer, get a quote do our markup and then that number was put in here for the tile itself okay just for the tile itself oh. but here we allowed four days to tile the shower walls okay um, that doesn't count the niches because remember they were broken out earlier. So lots of tile the walls with inset and ancillary materials, any spacers or, um, leveling system or whatever you have, um, was 6,200 just to tile the walls. Three walls. Okay. Right. And next to the tub area, just, you know, okay. All the wall tiling. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, and then, um, Setting the floor, we already covered. Okay. Um, so I did add uh, PVC baseboards behind the uh, tub and outside the shower. I like those over the wood baseboards, um, and it's a nice upgrade. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we had to do some rough plumbing. Um, I allowed for 250 in materials, which was a little low on this job, and a day and a half to get that done. Uh, there was no framing changes. Uh, except for like around the niche, which we largely do with uh, foam board. Okay. So there's no real uh, framing. Money to put the tub in, money to put the, her new toilet in. And then down here, 
she added some shelf work in her between her vanities. She had a space and she wanted us to add a full extension gliding slow close shelf. So that was an extra for three fifty, and that's why it's in yellow. So it was an add on. Okay. So I'm so the total for this job in materials, counting the tile, came to seven thousand seven hundred eighty two dollars. I allowed for $3,700 in subcontractors, which was the demo crew and the glass guys. We figured it would take us 13 working days, 1950 in labor for our people. Um, so the total for this job. Nine, nine, so 19,500 in labor. Yeah. Yeah. And wages in my time. Um, and then, um, so the total for this job was just under um, 31,000. Mm -hmm. And then with add-ons, it came to 31,937. Just under 32,000. Correct. So right. right. So the, and that was, you know, 32,000 to basically redo this complete bathroom. Yeah. For this neighborhood and that kind of client, that's a little on the low side. She probably could have, would have bitten about 35, 36. So that's where the charge column might be different. Okay. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if I feel that I can charge more. Okay. All right. Excellent. So that's how we go through the estimate. And it's just chronological in this column. I really go through it a few times while I'm with the customer. We talk what kind of tile you want, we do square footages, um, you know, what's your finish, so I know what to kind of drain the buy, um, you know, things like that. We talk about, you know, do they want new hardware on the cabinets, things like that. So um, it, they, they get to understand, like I said, the detail that we go in here. This was a pretty simple job. We picked it for the purposes of um, uh, not making this talk five hours long. Uh, but this is pretty straightforward. And I think what a lot of guys focus on tile industry do is rip out bathrooms and replace them. So, yep, correct. So, so now friends, we're not, we're not showing you this to, um, you know, make you feel bad about, about your estimates. Um, we're all at different stages in our business. Paul's been around, he's been in Houston alone for what, uh, over 20 years. Did you say close to 30, right? Uh, 1994, I got here. So 25 years. So 20, about 25 years. Um, Paul's been in one spot working on his business for this whole time. Um, so it's taken him some time to get here. But one thing I want to really emphasize friends is this, we see there's 45 line items here on us on a shower, um, and floor, you know, remodel job. Mm -hmm. So this is a very detailed estimate. He's got notes, He's invested time in the client, you know, and the customer on the, on the, on the front end. And he's taken his time to um, do his homework and show them, you know, that he's the professional. This is a professional looking estimate on, and this is for his end here, um, you know, so that he knows. Once again, he, he's able to use this um, formula in Excel to give the estimate the same, the same morning or the same day he's, he's sitting down with a clientele. So this is awesome. Right. Um, and, and it just speeds the process for me, you know, it alleviates me from having to go home and do this. Yeah. We try to remember I can close my laptop and walk over and take a measurement, things like that. It's, it's, it, it just gets it done. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I used to come back home and do them and forget and get them all mixed up and you know, uh, it was a mess. So this to me just cleans it all up. Mm -hmm. And the customers really appreciate it. You know, how long will it take you to get us an estimate? About five minutes. <laughs> 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 and they enjoy that. Uh, you know, um, yeah. really speeds the process and frees up my nights and weekends. <laughs> yeah. And and it's 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 real professional. You know, like like I said, but I want to emphasize that. You know. I, I shared one of my estimates or several of my estimates inside my Facebook group, Tile Money, and they were real round numbers, like 2,500, 10,000. Um, here you have, you have the numbers broken down. You know, there's a formula. So in other words, you know, you're not, I see you don't have like um, cents in there. I, I think that's a little overkill. What would you say? Yeah, I do everything in whole dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's how most people think. So, but it's an odd, you know, it's an odd number that it ends up on Bing, and there's a reason it ended up there. Right, and a good example of that is like we talked about the six fifty for the waterproofing. Mm-hmm. Well, because I've done my homework, I know how I got to that number. So that goes back to the first thing we talked about: is know your numbers. Yeah. Um, so you you need to know um, what you rec- usually spend. Um, for shot washers and screws and how many tubes of Sikaflex to use per sheet and what a tube of Sikaflex costs if you use that as opposed to the manufacturer's uh, sealant, things like that. You, you really have to know your numbers. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, don't worry. This is, you're looking at, you know, 30 years of accumulated history where I've been tracking this stuff. We used to do it multi-column spreadsheets with a pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, computers have certainly made that easier. Um, so start collecting data on yourself. Yeah. It's never too late to start. And within a year you could have these, a very similar, um, formula. Correct. Probably, probably less than a year, but you know, Paul's continuing over the years to, to change this as he sees needed because he is tracking every job in that, that I call him. All right. So this is great. I, so many of us are going to benefit from this and be referring to this for, for um, it's really going to be on the internet for, for a long time here. So, well, then the, there's another page. So the next page is the activity log. Okay. This is the actual job that happened every day. So okay. this is another spreadsheet. It's the second page of the same spreadsheet. And it also has formulas built into it. Okay. And, but you can see the columns generally are the, the day that everything happened. So I know what day I was there calendar wise, the day of the week, not only that, but so that we can uh, count the number of days. So mm-hmm. there's, that's involved with the formula, what we did every day, who did it, what materials we actually spent. If we paid any outside labor, so that's with our subcontractor cost. This just totals all of what we spent. Earned is, that's the same column back from the estimate page. So uh, if you remember, demo was 28.20. So once we completed demo on Monday, that number would then go in here. Okay. Now, if you remember on the first page, I had allowed $120 or so for, plastic and tape and stuff. But when we showed up that Monday, the customer had largely shrink wrapped her entire house. So I had no material expense (laughs) except for a roll of tape. Okay. Um, The demo crew did not charge me the full 1200 because uh, they sent their best guy and got out real quick. So um, they only charged me 540. So we made a little extra money there because the demo price stayed the same. Okay. Um, so, so the next thing we obviously would do is framing, how much we spent on that. Um, we did some of the rough plumbing, you know, so every day is what we did and what we spent, you know, the line is our oil rub bronze drain kit. She wanted a a center drain. Um, so by going through here, um, I'm having computer problems. Um, here, say for example, you know, Thursday we mudded the floor. So here, if, let's go back real quick. Mm-hmm. Monday we were doing demo, framing and plumbing. There was no electrical work to do to speak of. So by Thursday we're mudding the floor in the okay. shower. Um, and then what we charge. So I know how long it took to do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, then I highlighted it was Labor Day weekend. That explains the gap in the time. So here I, I change this a little bit where it's one day of four of tiling the walls. No, so normally I would put in tiled walls. Mm. Um, and then I would not put a number here, but I did this for you guys to know that that was one quarter of our estimate. Okay. So that was one day's worth. So by the end of day that Tuesday, uh, we would have our earned column at the top. And um, so that's how much we earned that day. She added some marble bull nose. So that's the materials cost for that. So day went the next day we tiled 
we got it done by Thursday. So tiling only took us three days. Okay. So now we have to enter in the last amount of the tiling allowance that we had on the first page. So that corrects all that so that the, the amount that we earned will always match back on the first page as a double check. So as we complete activities and enter them in this column, um, we're adding, we're doing the same thing on the second page and yeah, it's a little bit of data entry, but this number always needs to match that number to know that we've got our math correct. Okay. And one of the things that this allows us to do is at the end of every day, we know how much we've earned and how much we've made. So for larger jobs, um, we have a, you know, a rolling thing. If we need to draw or whatever, we know exactly what we did. We know exactly what we've earned by the end of the day, every day and who did what. Okay. And then you can see how long it took me to tile the main floor a little longer than planned. Um, you know, when the glass company came out to measure. Um, so the whole thing, and then here Wednesday and Friday were really half days. Um, I put it in as whole days. We could have an argument over, you know, do you charge in whole days or half days, but we were going camping anyway. So we were in a good mood. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you go to the top columns, this is the materials we spent was, uh, you know, nearly 5,500. So you can go back and we estimated, um, 77, but don't forget in there, there's a little bit of profit on the tile. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, outside labor, you know, you can always just go back and forth and compare, mm -hmm. you know, we, we predicted 3,700. It was 3,400. Okay. So we know it's easy to audit yourself this way. Yeah. Compare those two sheets, um, the estimate against what actually happened. So, you know, we've earned this. We, we've discussed that. It's the addition of this column. So we can compare it to our estimate. Mm -hmm. what our profit was and that's just a formula of that number minus that number you know how much we earned minus what we spent okay there's a math error somewhere in here she owes me five dollars I'm not worried about it okay you know, when we were finally paid so here you can see she paid me July 20th for the tile so then she paid me September 4th for the added marble so okay. that's you know for paid um, but this owed column that's linked back to my master banking spreadsheet. So one of my columns under, uh, assets is how much money am I owed? So I keep track of that every day. How much money do I have out on the street? Okay. So that links back to other, uh, workbooks. Um, so I knew we know how much we were paid if we have any outstanding money. And then this counts the number of days and then divides that into um, how much we made per day. So that's uh, form of our profit, sorry, uh, which is really just bulk of labor at this mm -hmm. point, uh, okay. how much profit we made per day. So then we can compare our 14 days on our, what really happened to our 13 days. And we know that's pretty accurate because of those two half days that were in there. Okay, got it, got it. So the number of days you can see at the top is a rather lengthy formula that counts the days. And you can do this in fractions. I, I, I just do it this way because I'm, like I said, I'm geeky about it, but it counts the number of days for me. Yeah. So I know, so this one we did on time. Um, it took as long as we thought, um, but that way we can audit ourselves yeah. very simply with this spreadsheet. Um, and then I have a third sheet, which is blank, but this would be for if you'd want to know or you can't remember how much a sheet of curdy board costs versus a hydroband board or a box of nails or whatever. You can, okay. you can create a, a list here of what your um, materials are that you use all the time. Okay. So I use this spreadsheet for all of my estimates. Um, if there's different bathrooms, I, I bolden you know, the top line, kids' bathroom, and do the kids' bathroom. Then we do the master bathroom, hall bathroom, whatever. Um, that allows us to um, uh, keep track of everything as separate jobs, um, but all in one spreadsheet, all in one spot. 
Um, like I said, it, it's, it's, it's handy. It works for me. I've refined this over the years. I've changed the formulas here and there. Um, for example, in the last job, we bid, uh, we could change the labor rate uh, right away by just auditing, uh, changing this formula, dragging it down and pasting it in each column, each square, so that we could change the labor rate as we need to. Okay. Uh, for family members or friends or, you know, little old lady who was caught in a flood, you know. <laughs> change it up a little as you want. Okay. Exactly. So this is modifiable. Um, it works for me. And yeah. the reason why I do this is because it's so quick. Yeah. Um, most of the time spent talking with the customer is, um, is um, talking to them and not on the numbers. The numbers take actually about, depending upon the complexity of the job, five or 10 minutes to crank this out because I'm just typing away while I'm asking them questions and talking to myself. But the talking to myself is running down that list of stuff in chronological order so they know what's happening. So it's also part of the sales pitch. That makes sense. Yeah. It's all tied in together. It's a presentation. Um, and like I said, they get, they get to understand how thorough it is I don't want to skip anything and screw myself out of materials that I forgot to add to the bill, but also they understand all of what it takes to get their job done properly. Right. And that, that's a big peace of mind and that has value. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it has a lot of value and uh, you know, again, you've spent a lot of time developing these techniques and perfecting them. And uh, we appreciate you sharing it with us, Paul. My pleasure. Um, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to get this out and into the public and um, help the tile community at large. So thank you again. Um, My pleasure. I'm sure there'll be questions on the uh, YouTube channel. So and, and you know, yeah, if people have questions, the YouTube channel, uh, Paul's very active in all the tile forms, our groups on Facebook, as well as John Bridge form online. Um, how else can people get a hold of you? I guess through your website, your email, through your website, right. stuff like that. And I would, I would suggest everybody go check out Paul's website. Um, is it cabotandrow.com? Correct. Um, it's a beautiful website. Uh, Paul does some, some interesting things on there that you might want to implement. Um, you know, he doesn't charge uh, a fee up front, no, uh, no deposit. And you do this because, you know, Maybe you can talk about that a little bit here. Uh, I feel it distinguishes us from the, the competition. Um, it proves that we're financially solvent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't need their money uh, to, to get us in business. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I like, I know people want to feel better. Hey, I got a deposit from them. It keeps them, you know, from canceling or whatever. But fortunately we're, the phone rings so much. We don't have to worry about it. We just had a job canceled. Eh, it happens, you know, Okay. Uh, live with it. Um, but the, um, yeah. And when I was raised in Philly, you know, if you took a deposit, you were a bad contractor. It just wasn't a thing anybody did. Yeah. So, you know, you do the job, you get paid. Um, for larger jobs, we break them up into sections. When we complete demo, we get paid. When we complete framing, we get paid, you know, uh, for, if we're there doing, if they take a while. Um, that way we keep some money coming in the door, um, and, and customers understand it. I don't charge for something unless I've finished it. Yeah. So if something's hanging, you know, uh, we need, uh, to get this electrical item before we can close up the walls. Well, then you're highly motivated to close the walls up because you're not getting your drywall check. You're not getting your painting check. You know, you're not getting your rough electric check until it's finished. Yeah. Uh, so it helps keeps us all focused and organized on the job. I keep things rolling along. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it, Paul. Thank you. My pleasure. Did we, did we miss anything? I think we covered it pretty thorough. Oh, oh. No, no, I forgot my notes here. Okay. Um, so then obviously we covered being prepared before you get to your estimate, what you do when you're there and selling yourself to the customer and doing your spreadsheet. But also what I do is when I get home, um, I guess I could turn my Bluetooth on on my phone. I just thought of that. But uh, I send them an estimate right away. And 
usually there'll be an email that says something to the extent of, it's a pleasure to meet you and your family today. As discussed, the amount to remodel your bathroom comes to $38,000. Um, you know, if you elect to do under cabinet lighting, add this much more. But also, if you have any more questions, let me know. It has been our practice of the last 39 years. We take no deposits or monies up front. We are paid upon completion and your satisfaction. We work one job at a time, eight hours a day, five days a week. And all of our tile installations come with a lifetime warranty. And I put that in every first email so that they have it written down as well as what makes us different. Because after they've gotten the shock of the high cost of the job, <laughs> um, they want to know why. So this gives me another opportunity to sell myself yeah. and, and the value of our work. Let's put it, that's a better way to put it. The, the value of our work is because of this thing here. Yeah. So you've given them, you've given them the, the number right there at the kitchen table. And then, you, and then as soon as you get home, you've emailed them the hard copy to look at. Right. And all I get is just that what I've read aloud. It's, there's no spreadsheet. There's no breakdown. Uh, now, if they have allowances for tile, it'll say that figure includes $1,000 for the vanity, $1,000 for the countertop, $200 for the sink, you know, $150 for the uh, vanity faucet. And then it's all broken down that way so that they, because it also gives them a shopping list. Right. <laughs> if they're going to go start looking for uh, shower heads or tile or vanities or door pools or whatever, they've okay. got a list of things that they're going to go. And then if they can save money, you know, we didn't pick a thousand dollar vanity. We went with the $500 one or we went with a pedestal sink. Yeah. Hey, Great. comes off the price of the job. And Perfect. that gives them a little bit of control and um, they're going to print it out. And when they print it out, that statement at the end comes along with it. You know, they get our guarantee and we're there every day. Yeah. Uh, so it, that's a nice, um, and it's quick. It's not a lengthy email. It's not confusing. There's no spreadsheet. Because not everybody can read one. Uh, it, it's, it's quick and simple. Right. And we like to streamline. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. Thank you again um, for sharing. Now, do you have a contract that you no. signed? No, no contracts. Okay. In 39 years, I've signed exactly one contract, and it was a kitchen remodel for 398000 because the bank made a sign. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it was ironic that, you know, I go into the closing company and anybody could have been there to sign for it, but it was a formality. Um, I, I, I don't work for just anybody. I try to screen my customers, as we've talked about. Uh, and the golden rule is customers will always refer you to customers like themselves. Yeah. If they pay well, um, if they're, you know, neurotic and demanding, uh, if they're, you know, bring you lunch, whatever, they're going to refer you to people like themselves. Yeah. Uh, so they're the good customers you want to keep in contact with and mine and ask for referrals. And yeah. once you can get, start weeding out the bad ones you don't want to work for, then you're just left with all the good ones. Yeah. So, so friends, this is, this is so important. These, this is so important. Paul, did, Paul didn't get here. Paul doesn't offer a lifetime warranty. Paul, you know, doesn't do all these things because he's, um, in, or what am I trying to say here? Let me, let me rephrase this friends. Um, a lot of times we think a business has to be, has to look a certain way and feel a certain way has to have a, you know, employees and all this thing. But so many of us tile contractors are, are, are more artists. Um, we prefer to work by ourselves. Um, but we struggle to compete with the larger companies that have a different business model than, than we do or than we want, that we want to. So we're, we're going to be struggling for a long, long time. But what Paul's done, he said, my business model, my customers look completely different than somebody who calls up ABC Contracting. My customers want me in their house. My customers want my guarantee, my lifetime warranty. My customers want to shake my hand and make a deal. So I just want to, you know, because Paul's built a business that might not look like um, Roto-Rooter, you know, for example. It's not a national, you know, it's not one of those businesses. But it's a very successful business. It has profit built in so that he can um, live the lifestyle he wants to live, take time off every year that he needs to take off, 
and, and design, well, wants to, I should say. So it's, it's a business. It's a beautiful business. Um, it's one that I think appeals to a lot of us tile contractors for those reasons stated. We want to do, a lot of us want to do the work ourselves and remain in control. I mean, if I'm going to have a 12-man company, I'm probably going to be signing contracts and I'm not going to be doing lifetime warranty work. That's just, you know, probably, <laughs> you know, that might be a reality. Right. And, and around here, the um, typical business model is, um, and, and we'll pull out all the stereotypes, it's, it's some young kid has graduated Texas A&M and he's going to be a salesman for some construction company. And whether it's rebar or bathrooms, you know, he's going to sell fencing. Chances are this kid's never touched a tile or a welding torch in his life, but he's going to go out there and make sales. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people do it. You know, being a sales rep's a decent deal. Um, but that's how I got to get a, a, a pretty form from the office. You know, my letterhead's got to be not, you get all that overhead creeping in. And that takes away from family time. You know, you got kids. And yeah. as we've talked about tonight, I've got this down. I can crank out this estimate, go visit them, get it all done. In an hour, I'm finished. You know, I don't have to worry about the estimate anymore. I've got any more research to do. She calls me and schedules the job. Great. I mean, it's just, it's complete. Yeah. Um, she's got her email. She's got her contact. If I don't hear anything for a while, Google sends me a reminder. Hey, I haven't talked to this lady for a while. Do you want to touch base? So it, it, it makes it easier for some guy uh, who I used to be, you know, young, starting out, you know, trying to get a business off the ground and have a social life and spend time with your kids. You know, it, 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 it compacts this message I've developed, compacts it so that you can do the rest of the things in your life that make life worth living. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the amount I charge per day at certain point gets to be irrelevant for this example because you plug in your own numbers and, and make this work for you. Right. Um, I'm not saying everybody should do it this way, but that separates me out from that sales rep, you know, in the polo shirt and the khaki pants, um, who, who will never see your house again. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to be there. There is a big downside to this. <laughs> Huge downside is there's only so many hours in a day. So if I want to raise my income, I either have to have more employees or charge more. And right. there is a point you can only charge so much. So I think I've flushed it out to how much I can charge per day. And I'm at that maximum right now. It, it's me and another guy, two and a half, maybe one and a half guys. Uh, the helper's not always around. Uh, but, um, so, but I can earn a living on that, a very nice living on that. Uh, yeah. so this is, a method that any contractor, no matter if you're doing tile work or not, can can set themselves up in business, run it from a laptop at home or in your pickup truck, and um, not have to worry about this enormous overhead of an office and, and a staff. And if you want to go that way, that's great. But this, I think, is a model that's successful for small, self-employed people. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, Paul, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking at the clock here. I want to be mindful of your time and everybody, the listeners as well. So I appreciate this, and I'm going to look forward to our continued conversations in the Facebook group and online. Yes, and I encourage everybody to join John Bridge Forum. It's, it still has value. For sure, for sure. Yep. Lots of good people in there. So thank you again, Paul, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. My pleasure.